0: Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to the best podcast that comes straight out of Klein with your host, me, of course, Dylan Turl, Reeve, after a bit of a somewhat controversial episode last week. It was something that I did beat around the bush with a little bit in terms of what I was talking about, but I will be following up a little bit on this episode, maybe a little bit later on in the episode, um with a somewhat related topic that we started talking about last week. But, this is kind of weird for me because this is probably the earliest I've ever recorded a Friday episode. So I'm actually currently recording this on the 28th of August at 7 minutes past 7. Great time. Which is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Five days before this is supposed to go out. Reason being, I am not going to be in the country Um, until next Monday, after, you know, I'm leaving the country on Wednesday for five days. I'm going over to beautiful Cardiff, Wales. Uh, I will be in attendance for WWE Clash at the Castle, which is very, very exciting. So I'm trying to get this out as early as I can. Something else I want to very quickly address, because I know some people who listen to this show. Also, watch my streams over on YouTube, my FIFA streams. Turley United is coming back. I've just had a busy few weeks with work. I've been working nights. Obviously, now I'm going on my holidays. But I will be returning on the 13th. Not the 13th. The 6th, I think, actually. I was getting my return to work and my return to streaming mixed up there. So, I will be returning on the... Yeah, the 6th of September uh, is when and United will be back. I'll be able to stream every day uh, from Tuesday... Uh, to Friday and we'll do another stream on Sunday and then I should be able to stream as well the week after and the weeks after that which is great. So I just said I'd address that to get uh, that out of the way. Turl United is coming back. We're coming for that Premier League title again. We're coming for the Champions League title and Turl, I was going to say Kutcha but we sold Kutcha. It'll be Turl, Goddard, Berg, the Silent Assassin. If you know, you know. They will all be returning and I'm looking forward to it. But that's uh, a little bit of a little bit of news for you for what's to come up, and it, it, yeah, it's really strange. Like I'm literally I'm recording, editing, and publishing or scheduling this for publishing all on the same day, which is which is really great. But today's episode is going to be one where I, I I have a little bit of a moan, or I have a little bit of a a cranky moment. It's not even cranky, but I'm just gonna gonna talk about certain things on this that uh, that annoy me. Pet peeves, I believe they're called. I was going to put up a story on Instagram asking everyone what their biggest pet peeve is, but with the timing and the schedule of me trying to get out this episode, I was like, eh, I should probably leave it off because, you know, I wanted to get this up as soon as I can. But what I will say to people is, I will leave the links for my Twitter and Instagram and stuff in the bio. Uh, so let me know what your biggest pet peeve is when it comes to, to to anything. This It doesn't have to be about a specific topic, it can be anything... Uh, In in life, anything in general, uh, it would be quite interesting to hear it. But that's what I'm doing today. I'm going to talk about a list of things that really, really annoy me. And things that people need to stop doing. Because it's just not great. My headphones just went off there and gave me a bit of a fright, which was kind of funny. The first thing I'm going to talk about today. Something that really winds me up about people. There's two ways you could describe it. The first way is calling them a one upper, and the other way to describe them, a more vulgar way, would be dick swingers. Allow me to explain. So, let's say you um, are playing five-a-side football, and you've just had a great game with with the, with the lads. You've had you've had a ball of a time, and you put in a man-of-the-match performance, and you scored twice. And you're absolutely buzzing. And let's say you're talking to someone and you're going, oh, yeah, like, uh, I was playing 5 aside there the other night. Um, actually, I scored a couple of goals. It was a great laugh. And then someone else goes, oh, I actually played 5 aside there as well. I got a hat-trick, and I got the perfect hat-trick. Like, the first one, oh, lad, it was an unreal volley with my right foot. Second one then was from, like... I was actually playing on a different pitch, and I still managed to fucking, like, just get it right into the top bins. And the last one, there was lads there saying, oh, it was a brilliant header. It was almost like, it was Cristiano Ronaldo-esque. So it's like, no matter what you tell people, whatever you tell these people, they'll always try and one-up you. That's kind of the, you know, that's one example of it. The dick-swinging part of things is people who just love to figuratively swing around their cock. So I'll use an example, a real-life example, of something that happened in a, in a group from a galaxy far, far away from here. Which was, you know, feels like a different, completely different life uh, in, in, in my head now. But there was one guy who I'm going to call Craig. And yes, I'm aware every time I try and give someone a fake name, I end up blurting out their real name. But there was a guy called Craig, who went on holidays with a guy called Mick. And they were in a foreign country, which spoke a foreign language. And Craig said, Here uh, Mick, I don't know if you noticed, but I seem to pick up the language a bit quicker than you did. And Mick was like, oh oh, really? And Craig went, oh yeah, I'm just great at what language is like and it's like like what 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 are you even saying there i had a moment with craig which was a very awkward moment which not when i say it resulted in a bit of hostility i don't mean like physically but this did result in the owner of the pub that we were in having to come over and calm things down because i this really fucking wound me up so craig had a tendency to speak down to me he had an absolute tendency just to talk down to me like I was a child. And even though he was, what, like, four years older? Even though we're both adults, and he's not exactly Mr. Perfect himself. He's not exactly Kurt Henning. Not saying I am, but he definitely isn't. And we were like, it started out as a bit of crack. Like, "Oh, we, as friends do, you take the piss out of each other, and it's all light-hearted, and it's all, you know, it's all meant to be in good fun. Of course, you know, there's limits, you know, with people. Like, sometimes, you know... When not to say something and when the right time to say something um, comes up, if that makes sense. You know when not to say something and when you shouldn't say something. And Craig said something that was like, it was in a jokey way. And I jokingly responded, that hurt my feelings. It was like a reference to um, Shaq in Scary Movie 4, I think it was. When uh, Dr. Phil says something to Shaq and Shaq like throws a brick at him. He's like, what the hell was that for? He's like, you hurt my feelings. Which is just funny, this big, like, jacked-up basketball player telling small little Dr. Phil that he hurts his feelings. It's just Dr. Phil afterwards going, feelings? I don't give a crap about your feelings! Which I thought was really funny. But it was, like, kind of a reference to that, and I said to Craig after this joke, that hurt my feelings. And Craig just went on a fucking, like, rant. He was like, that hurt your feelings. I could say stuff to you that would make you fucking cry. He just, like, became, out of nowhere, this absolute fucking asshole. Just being like, oh, I could say stuff too that would make you not even want to show your face again. And I couldn't understand, I was like, why, why is he talking to me like this? And... This, like, as an isolated incident, it might just sound like, oh, that's kinda weird, but it was only a one-off. Unfortunately with Craig, this wasn't a one-off. He just, he loved feeling important. I just said to him, do it so. Go on, make me cry. And then he kind of backtracks. What? Let's go on, since, since since you're so fucking tough, go on and make me cry. And I was just like, no, I'm was like, i not being spoken to like that. And I, I'm always having to bow down to the mighty Craig. I was like, no, fuck you, you cunt. I better clarify as well, I do actually know someone named Craig. I've just remembered, who I haven't spoken to for a while, but I get on really well with. So Craig, buddy, um... Craig OD I'll call him his last name is OD uh that's not his last name the, the initials of his last name are OD uh it's not you buddy just in case you think it is it's not <laughs> this this is this is between someone else uh who I've just given the, the code name Craig um so yeah but I was saying to on, like and this started getting a bit kind of heated and that's when the owner of the pub I'll give him his real name Josh he came over and I was like okay lads, calm down and I was like well Josh Craig here is telling me he's going to make me fucking cry so on, do it now. In fairness to Josh, like he was like, I know, the lads, I know oh, it's grand now. And he kind of brought me to one side later on, was like, Here, look, don't fucking mind him, he's only he's only acting the bollocks. And because Josh actually got on really well with him, and he was like, Oh, look, I, I do get on with him but sure. He, he loves swinging around his dick, like he's only doing that to try and act like the big man. And I suppose that could go kind of hand in hand with what I'm saying as well, just people who act like they're so fucking tough all the time. And, like, yeah, I know I got a bit stuck on Craig there, but that wasn't about, like, acting like a tough guy. It was calling him out for trying to act like a tough guy. You know, just, just thinking that, like, he can say stuff like that to me and get away with it. You know what I mean? It was just, like, I don't get it, like, you know, so... this These things kind of go hand in hand. I think one-uppers are just someone who it's, like... Like, we... <sighs> do I say this? I do. There was someone we went to college with. There was two separate people we went to college with who were very, very up their own hole. And I don't give a shit. Listen, I don't go to that college anymore. I love the college with all my heart. It was great to go back there. Proud of the, of you know, the progress I made. and I'm really happy with the friends I was able to meet there. And obviously I'm still friends with a good few of them today. But there was two people who couldn't help, but always have to one-up you. So I remember one time, it was actually right at the end of college, when we it was a few of us saying our goodbyes to our uh, head lecturer John, and it was a very emotional moment. It was very sad. It was, it was the end of an era. It was like wow, like it's actually, this is actually it. Like the year is done, just like that, just in the blink of an eye. And you know we said our goodbyes, and John was like, "All oh, your best of luck for the future, lads, and we'll see you in October for the graduation, which is only around the corner now." And then. Someone else who we were with, well, I'm not even going to call a friend, he was just some fucking asshole who managed to join our group somehow and now nobody likes him because he's a piece of shit. But he came out then and was like, oh, John just, uh, said, uh, uh, I just said my goodbyes to John there. Oh, he was like, oh, come here, you're such a great young fella, you're going to go on to achieve so many like amazing things, Like you're one of the best actors I've, I've ever had. And to be fair, one of my friends just went, well, that didn't happen because John just said goodbye to us as well and he loved us. Probably more than he loved you. And he didn't say any of that to us. And then the guy who said this. Didn't even deny that he was lying. it was like, oh, like. Couldn't have just given me that moment. It's like. No. Because you're just. Because you're full of shit. You're so fucking full of bullshit. It was just like. I, I, I just don't get like. what Why some people. and like And this person as well. Bloody hell. They just. I was talking to someone else about it the other day. Everyone had to look at him. It was a he, that's all I'll say. Everyone had to look at him when he was. I think his acting, and I'm. Listen, I'm not saying I'm the expert on acting, but this is just my point of view. His acting got worse because he would do what John described as the high mom performance. It was very much, hey, look at me. Look at me over here. Everyone pay attention to me. And, like, if you're a good actor, just a good performer, whether. whatever it is, acting, wrestling, comedy, podcasting. People will pay attention to you based off your performance. You don't need to, like, get them to look at you. You'll just have it in you. Because obviously, excuse me, obviously with that show, Hot Water Music, you know, we all had to go out on stage anyway. So, like, obviously you're going to go out on stage and it's like, can you keep the audience's attention? Can you keep them engaged? Can you get them reacting to what you're saying or what you're doing? And, like, you, you shouldn't have to think about it. You should just do it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going on an absolute, like, rant now about acting lessons, and as I said, listen, I'm not a picture-perfect actor, there's things I need to work on, but it's just something that, like, yeah, it, it was, this guy just, he just loved the attention that he was getting, and, like, I don't even think it was acting he liked, I think, or I don't think it was the performing side of acting he liked, I just think it's the attention that he wanted, but anyways... That's yesterday's news. But, yeah, I think that that's something that, like... I've mentioned kind of three things uh, uh, in one there. So, like, people who just feel like they always have... Like, they can never just say to someone, Well done, fair play. Here's another example. After I made my debut for Phoenix Wrestling. And this is something that, like... It's only looking back ago. This guy was an absolute fucking asshole. So, I made my debut for Phoenix on the 26th of September 2020. At... Um, unlock Stock and Two Meters Apart, the first and so far only All monster Phoenix Wrestling Show, which was a great show to be a part of. And obviously, it's a dream come true. I'm a lifelong pro wrestling fan. It was just everything I wanted and more to be able to have shared that moment with, you know, all those really amazing, talented people. It was really special. And, you know, I got to use my granddad's name as my ring name that day, Joseph Turl, and this was two days after his third anniversary, which made it all the more special that like there was that connection to it. And it was it was a great moment. And I came back, um I didn't come back to and I was back in East Cork. I was supposed to meet two friends after for a few drinks. Because this is back when you could still Uh, go in and eat, have something to eat, and then have a drink with it as well. Um, back when the COVID restrictions were in. And I went in, and neither friend asked me, like, they both knew where I was, and neither of them asked me how I got on. They didn't even mention, like, you know, that I'd, they didn't even acknowledge that, you know, where I was. And I was kind of there going, Jesus, like, thought that would have been the first thing they would have asked me. And I just went, oh, yes, I'm just back from the show. And one of the guys I was with was like, oh, yeah? And I was like, yeah, it was really, really good, really enjoyed it. And then he just went, oh, yeah, that's great. Uh, by the way, I'm I'm doing this thing now. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And it was almost like he was angry at me because I got to go and achieve something really cool. And this was like, I remember I felt really down about it as the months went on because... This was someone who I would have considered one of my best friends for a very long time. And it was someone who I would have opened up to an awful lot about, uh, you know, about certain things about how I was feeling, and, you know, it was... It was someone who I'd been friends with for... It was approaching a decade at this stage. And, for like, you know, I thought, like... Because, you know, I've, I've been very open about the fact that I fell out with a few friends, you know, in 2019 and the 2020 was, like, the redemption year, and I remember saying it to him before... Like, later on when I spoke to him about it, I was like, you know, you knew how upset I was that certain people weren't going to be able to be a part of this. And you were one of the few people that did. And it's almost like you didn't want to be. It's like you completely rejected it. And I don't talk to that person anymore, but it was like, the way they just completely, like, put my achievement to the side and just wanted to talk about their thing. I didn't mind them, like, bringing up what they were doing. But it was just the way it was like, my my achievement got completely dismissed. And yeah, it did make me feel kind of shit that like, Jesus, this guy who I consider one of my best friends at, at that time is almost kind of mad at me just because I got to be on a wrestling show. And it's not like he was a wrestling fan or anything. So it was, it just made no sense. And yes, yeah, shit like that really bothers me. Shit like that really, really bothers me. Um, so it's, it's just something that like, it will always be a pet peeve of mine. It's just people who always have to one up you. They make everything a competition. Or they just, they always want you to think that they're doing just a little bit better than you are. And listen, it's probably like for these people, it might just be an insecurity thing. Like, I went to school with a guy called Aaron. And so, uh, listen, you know, I'm done with code names, though. I went to a school with a guy called Aaron, who always loved having the opposite opinion of what everyone was talking about. And he, he absolutely... Like, It didn't matter what you said, it was just like... I remember um, one time we were talking about... We were just talking about football or whatever, and I remember this is back in the 13-14 season, so United aren't having the best of times, admittedly. And uh, he was on about the player Alexander Butner, saying, I think he should be the starting left-back. And I was going, I don't know, Butner. I was like, I'm not entirely convinced. From what I've seen of him, he's good going forward, but I'm not sure about him defensively. And then Aaron just went, well, I don't give a fuck what you think, like... I just said to him, why are you getting angry, just because I don't agree with you on a footballer? And it's not like I got stuck in him, I just said, yeah, oh, look, I'm not sure about Butner, like, I'm not entirely convinced, and turns out I was fucking right. <coughs> Excuse me. But, uh, he's oh, because, like, you know, like, it's just what I think, like, and I was like, yeah, okay, Aaron, like, but fucking, there's no need to get mad at me just because I don't fully agree. Get the fuck over it, and trust me, we'll get onto that again in a bit. But, yeah, it's just, like, uh, but the thing with Aaron was, I think I just realized that after a while, it was, like, a few years later, I just kind of went, yeah, I just think Aaron was really insecure. I think he, he just liked being a bit different. It was it was just, like, he just kind of wanted to stand out a little bit. And it was, like, oh, well, if I have a few different opinions on these things, um, I, you know, oh, people might find me interesting or whatever. So, obviously, it's something that, like, mentally, you know, might... F- you know, fuck around with people. It's just like... I don't know. It kind of goes back to that thing of, like, craving attention. Like, again, to go back to college, you know, there was one person who we went to college with who it's kind of widely agreed upon now that they, even now, they they love to garner a bit of attention, but the problem is they don't really care whether it's good or bad once they get it, which is a very, very dark road to go down. And... It's yeah. It's it's kind of the 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 mind is a very weird and wonderful thing. It's wonderful because it gets us thinking. It can get us to be creative. It can get us to, you know, work hard. But it's a it's a it's a weird thing because it it can it can lead you down a bad path if you don't look after it. So that's kind of that's kind of interesting. The second thing I'm going to talk about, even though I feel like I've spoke about five or six things at once there. The second thing I'm going to talk about, right? is hypocrites. Now, I have to be honest, and maybe this is slightly contradictory, we've all had times where we've been hypocritical. I am no exception. Every single person on the planet, of a certain age, because you know babies can't be hypocrites, but most, okay, the majority of people, every adult on the planet, fuck it, let's just say it like that, has been a hypocrite at one stage or another. But it's people who are serial hypocrites that annoy me. People who don't think about what they're saying. And I suppose another thing to go hand in hand with this is... People who always have to be devil's advocate. So with the the hypocrisy thing... I was talking to someone before about... How I dealt with... um, falling out with a very close friend. So, there was a friend I fell out with, I didn't talk to them for a while, tried to reach out to them, didn't go well, and... I wouldn't say I was, like, really down about it, but I was a bit disappointed. I wasn't, I was I wasn't, like, shocked, but I was a bit, like, disappointed with it. And I was talking to someone about it, saying that, like, the following week after that happened, CM Punk came back to pro wrestling. And this was, like, CM Punk someone who I absolutely idolised as a teenager. I'm still a fan of him now, but... There are certain things about Punk that kind of annoy me now that, you know, I kind of, as an adult, I kind of go, eh, I loved you as a teenager, I still have a lot of fond memories watching you growing up, but, you know, it's something about him now, he, he you know, this is, g- <laughs> typical, this is going to sound hypocritical, I feel like he does nothing but give out. <laughs> now, people are going to say, oh, you're just sitting you are like hypocrites, even though, you know, here you are doing a fucking show you know, being a bit of a hypocrite with that statement. But I don't do this every week. That's the difference. This is rare that I do an episode where I just bitch and moan about things. So you can leave me off there. Whereas a Punk, I feel like he's always having to complain about something. Like, I promise you, I won't do another episode like this for... So this is being recorded on the 28th. It's going out on the 2nd of September. I promise you, I won't do another episode like this until at least the 3rd of September, 2023. So, y- you can you can take that and, you know, you can quote me on that. But, uh, what was the point I was even getting to? Oh yeah, but anyway, so, I was talking to this friend saying, after, um, you know, that didn't go well at me reaching out to to the old friend, I was really disappointed, but then CM Punk came back to pro wrestling, and I was like, oh my god, my teenage hero is back in the industry where I first, got introduced to him. The week after that, Cristiano Ronaldo returned to Manchester United. And this was just like, oh my God, I can't believe these things are happening. It it was like, it was just like a complete dream. I was in dreamland. I was like, I don't want to pinch myself because apparently, like, I don't want to wake up right now if this is a dream. This is incredible. And the person who I was talking to about this said, well, like, that's a very, like, artificial way of looking at life like that. I would. I don't think that's uh, very good. And another thing we spoke about, because I was like, well, why? And he was like, ah, because, like, that's entertainment industry. Like, I'm not too sure about that. Like, I mean, meeting up with people would probably be a bit better. And then I said, well, yeah, like, Porig and Alex, my two Celtic Kodak brethren. I was like, you know, we're all lifelong friends, and I'm recording this the day after we stayed over at Alex's. Like, we do every few weekends and play games and eat takeaway, and, you know, have some really good conversations. And I was saying like, oh yeah, but we do that, and he was like, well, I don't think that's really healthy, though. I was like, you're telling me it's not healthy when I know this person regularly takes cocaine, regularly takes... Ket, I think it's called. Like, this person is a very active drug user. And I have to say to them, well, lad, you're there on weekends and probably weekdays as well, like, taking drugs constantly and hanging around with a load of druggies and listen, I'm no saint I'm not saying I've never dabbled in stuff but, like, I've never been, like, addicted to it I've never been a regular taker of anything and I don't take any drugs now but I was like, fella, like it's a bit hypocritical you telling me that's unhealthy enjoying two forms of entertainment and meeting up with a bunch of friends to play some video games and eat some pizza like, I, I I find that very hypocritical. And they were like, well, well, like, you know, I mean, well, yeah, like... And it's just, again, I felt like being... So th- that was kind of hit, killing two birds at one stone there. He was a hypocrite because he's a drug user and he's telling me that what I was doing was unhealthy. Even though it was nothing to do with drugs. And I feel like he was just, like, clamouring to be devil's advocate. And shit like that just fucking the noisy People who... It kind of goes back to what I was saying about Aaron. Always has to have a different viewpoint on something. It's always you know, good to have different viewpoints on things. But not just for the sake of it. Only if there's a valid argument there. Which I don't think there was in that situation. And. Like. I see it in a lot of parents as well. Like I remember there's, there's one parent who I know. Who loves to use the the excuse when they do something wrong, well, I'm the parent, so it doesn't matter. Even though their child is now an adult. (laughs) It's no longer a child. Their, you know, their son, I'll just say, is is no longer uh, a child. But yet, they still get spoken to, like, a child an awful lot. And the excuse is always, well, I'm the parent. And I remember speaking to him before and being like, "We haven't actually spoken much since, which (laughs) just goes to show, and I was like, yeah, well, like, you can't just hide behind, you're the parent. So, just to give the scenario, I obviously can't name names here, but this father, or stepfather it actually was, had been texting another woman behind his wife's back. Now, they're still together, so, listen, I can't get too much into that, but it came it, you know, it came out and it became a big thing or whatever, and a month later, uh, the son of this couple um, was in a Bit of a dodgy, not, not even like a, a dodgy situation in terms of like, you know, they'd cheated on their girlfriend or anything, but they were having some relationship problems, and... son made a good point like, well, you were cheating on my man there, like, they're texting another one by my man, was back there a few months ago, and... There was this thing where, like, it wasn't allowed to be spoke about. It was like, I wasn't allowed to get stuck on you for that, but here you are getting stuck on me just because the relationship isn't going well. And their excuse was, well, I'm the parent, and I'm like, nah... No, that's not a good enough excuse, especially when your son is now an adult. It's not a good excuse. So it's just very hypocritical to be like, oh, hey, fuck you, your relationship's going wrong, like, boo you. But also, I was, you know, I'm a married man, and I was texting someone sexual content recently behind my wife's back, but you're not allowed to get mad at me about that because I'm the parent. Um, Yeah, shit like that. Shit like that can get annoying. I'm going to move on to something now, right? And I think this is what the title of the episode is going to be around. And it kind of does go off what I was saying last week. Something I really fucking hate, lads. I really fucking hate it, And it really pisses me off lately. It's fucking cancel culture. And I know some people are going to like, oh, here we go again. But it's something I'm starting to see a bit more recently. And... I I do think it's affecting the world really badly. Like... I was talking last week about how I hate how a lot of people feel like they can't talk to other people just because they might have a different view on something. I also received a couple of messages from last week's episode of people saying, Oh, I I didn't like what you said about not wanting to be called queer. I had one conversation with someone, they know who they are, and I said, That's okay, you have a right to not like the fact that I don't like being called queer. But I also have a right to come out and say, I don't like being called queer. As if like, you don't have to agree with me on it, I don't think any less of you as a person, I hope you don't think any less of me, but I just don't like being called queer. And this person is a big advocate of non-binary people, whose thing is they want to be called certain pronouns. And I'm like, I don't get how you can advocate for people who are male and female who want to be called something else, But you don't like that I don't want to be called queer because I find it an offensive term for a bisexual person. I just, I don't really understand it. Like, that kind of goes back to hypocrisy. Like, cancel culture has become such a fucking, like, huge thing. You know what I mean? And... Like, for example, like, last week I was talking about Andrew Tate. And now, I'll be honest with you, at the time, the only thing I really knew about him was that people don't like him, because every time I go onto social media, people are posting about him being a dickhead. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I... The only reason I kind of know who he is is because he kept popping up on my TikTok, and I was like, why does this guy that looks like Ricochet keep coming up on my timeline? Or my For You page, whatever it's called. I was like, that's a bit fucking weird. But, uh... Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, he just kind of seems like someone who's a bit in love with himself, and kind of just says shit to get a reaction. Like, that's all I kind of knew about him, because I didn't... I didn't even know he was a kickboxer. And that's big for me, being a huge combat sports fan. I didn't even know he was a fucking kickboxer. But, obviously, then, as I googled live whilst I was recording, I realized, oh, shit, okay, there's actually a lot of fucking strings attached to this guy. So, I see now he's been, like, banned off a lot of social media platforms. That's different, because... From what I've seen about him, and I've spoke to a few people about it since, because I was like, what is the story with this guy? Like, where, where did he kind of come from? Because I feel like I never heard of him until, like, a few months ago, and now all of a sudden he's fucking everywhere. And, yeah, like, he's someone who... His platform is quite dangerous, what he's saying. it's It's very, very dangerous, and I don't like that. However, I know people out there who, like, they want to cancel people simply because they don't like something that the other person is saying. There's a great interview which gives an example of this, which is Jordan Peterson's interview on Channel 4 where he's being questioned about um about like, you know, his views on gender and all that like the I think it was it the, the pay gap and like about transgender people and non-binary people. And I quoted something that Jordan Peterson said last week which is so true. In order to think, you have to risk being offensive. And in that interview the person who was interviewing Jordan Peterson, the woman who was interviewing him, was very, very aggressive in her interview approach. And she kept trying to put words in his mouth. She kept trying to kind of... It was like an interrogation more than it was a conversation. Like, I love Stephen Crowder's Change My Mind um, series. Because it is just a conversation. Some people come into it very heated, but some people are actually willing to sit down and just have a chat. And I've seen people who hate Steven Crowder, which, listen, you don't have to like him, but they do it based, based off of, I don't like some of the views he has on certain things, and this makes him a bad person. It doesn't make him a bad person. It doesn't. Just because you don't agree with him on some political stuff and some, um, what's it called, some um, social stances, doesn't mean you have to like dislike him. Ben Shapiro is somebody who I always have enjoyed listening to. And I agree with him on a lot of things, but I disagree with him on a lot of things. But that's part of the reason why I love Ben Shapiro is because I just think he's really um, fascinating the way he talks about things. He's really insightful on things and he doesn't make, he doesn't, he didn't do what I did last week and beat around the bush with his views. He's just straight out with it. And I love that he said something that um, I actually know a friend who has a similar view he wouldn't go to a gay wedding because of his religious beliefs and I as a bisexual man was like oh okay let's let's listen to what he has to say here I listened to what he had to say and I came I, I came away from it when I went look I personally disagree with that I even though I'm a Catholic I'm also a bisexual so <laughs> you know it's a bit of a weird thing I personally don't agree with him for not going to a gay wedding he says it's because of his religious beliefs do I agree with that no but am I there going oh he's homophobic he can go fuck himself he's he, you know he, he's the worst human being alive he needs to be cancelled no I don't because that's his view that's his view that's his opinion he's not being disrespectful about it he's not even being a cunt about it he's being honest honest. And this is a big problem with the world, is that there are people who look at that and say, that's homophobic. It's not homophobic. That is not homophobic. Just like me saying, I don't want to be called queer, is not homophobic. If you like being called queer, good for you. I don't like being called that word. I find it offensive. So, I I don't get what the issue is. Especially when there's such a huge thing now about, you can be whatever you want to be. You can literally say now, I don't identify as a man or a woman. I want to be called they, them. And I don't get how people can advocate for that and think it's okay. And I'm not saying whether that's right or wrong, that's not what I'm saying. I just don't get how people who advocate for that can go, yes, this is 100% right, and if you don't want to identify as something, that's fine. But then if someone has a religious point of view, they're the worst human being alive. It's not right. Some people view religion as an ideology, and they have a right to believe that. Some people view non-binary, the non-binary... I don't want to say the non-binary thing, but some people view the non-binary gender movement, whatever you want to call it, as an ideology. And they have a right to believe that. Like, it's... Both... Both things are okay. It doesn't mean you have to agree with them. I think it's okay that some people want to question others who pray to a being in the sky. I, I get why some people don't want to do that and they don't agree with it, but I also get why some people don't agree or, you know, want to acknowledge that, oh, okay, this person is a man with male genitalia, um, with a beard and whatnot, but they don't want to identify as a man, and they don't want to identify as a woman, they want to be nothing. I get the criticism from both sides. As in, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I understand why people don't want to agree with, uh, you know, one side or the other, but just because you don't agree with it doesn't mean that you have to think the other person is the worst person in the world, not at all, and this is becoming a huge thing is that people are getting cancelled for simply just having different views. Kane, mayor of Knox County, Glenn Jacobs, former wrestler known as Kane. I know he came out recently and, and has said some things that have upset a lot of people in, in you know who are wrestling fans um because they have different political views and it's kind of changed their stance on Kane. And I'm like lads again you don't have to agree with what Kane is saying, but I've seeing a lot of fucking really nasty things being said about Kane and I was like Jesus Christ. Like lads if you don't agree with it that's fine but come on like it's one man's opinion. And yes, I know he's the mayor of Knox County and he's he's in a position of power but the people have voted him in again. So obviously the people who are voting him in like what he's doing. So. It's just a matter of opinion. Cancel culture has become such a problem. That like it's affecting. Like people are dragging out things that happened years ago. And bringing them up in like a modern sense. Which is costing people opportunities. Like for example. I think I've spoke about this on here before. At least I think I have. Maybe I haven't. But there's a wrestler called Brian Kendrick who was supposed to wrestle a match on AEW Dynamite. I think it was like four or five months ago. I can't really remember. But I remember him supposed to be having a match on Dynamite. And something came out about like a podcast he did maybe ten years prior where he spoke about a conspiracy theory denying the Holocaust, which... Listen, it's a stupid conspiracy theory, like the Holocaust happened, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's a bit of a stupid conspiracy theory, but some people out there love conspiracy theories. Personally, not really for me, unless there's like a valid argument there. Um, I'm not really a huge conspiracy theorist myself, but, you know, here and there, I don't mind them. Um, but, he, he, I didn't hear what he said, but he spoke about the... Um, the Holocaust and like this conspiracy theory which is like denying it and this was ten years ago and this somehow leaked out like just as he was about to appear on Dynamite like the day before or the day of and then he got pulled from the show and I really didn't like that I really really didn't like that I feel like it was something that he was denied over comments that were no longer relevant Like, what I don't understand about that is every single person on this planet, and I'm going to include fucking Tony Khan in this, because he's obviously the owner of AEW and he would have um, put a stop to Brian Kendrick's appearance. We have all said things in the past that we shouldn't have said. We've all said things in the past where we're like, shit, like, that didn't age well, or I really regret saying that, or fuck it, like, I said this in the heat of the moment and I really wish I'd been more calm and I didn't say that, or... You know, or, or, or something like, oh, okay, this was what we thought at the time, but now we know that this is this is not the way or whatever. And, you know, we've all had that. And then to, like, deny a man an opportunity for something that happened ten fucking years before. I, I, I don't like that. I really don't like that. I think, I think it's ridiculous. I think it's very reactionary. I think it's very, um, I, I think it's very unfair. I think it's very unfair really really unfair like I remember um there was a, a, a you know I feel like all I've said today is I remember <laughs> but there was I'm not going to mention the name of the wrestling promotion just because if people don't know about this I know this will end up fucking causing fights so I'll just say there was a independent wrestling promotion who when uh, the referendum was going on for abortion and I'm not even going to tell you whether it was in Ireland or not it was in a country where a referendum was going on And I remember the owner of this promotion put out a statement saying that they were going to be voting for abortion, uh, voting against abortions to be brought in. And they said that, look, they have their reasons for believing that, and that's all they were going to be saying at the time. And I was like, oh, okay, that's fair. That's, you know, that's, that's their reason. Um, that's what they believe in. And look, you either agree or disagree. And I remember someone putting down the name of the promotion and saying, oh, that promotion is cancelled now. And I'm like, why? Because you disagree with the promoter on one issue. I'm not saying abortion isn't a big issue or a big topic. Of course it is. But just because you disagree with what one person says on it doesn't mean you have to think that person is the worst person in the world. Like, if someone comes out and says, I think all gay people or LGBT people should go fucking die. And they should all go like, be murdered and, like, burnt to the stake. Yeah, that's homophobic. That's discrimination. That's... that's really bad. And that... I would understand why you don't like those people. The more I've read about Andrew Tate, I'm like, yeah, he's a bit of a fucking cunt. The person who I feel sorry for is the other Andrew Tate, the Stratford Paddock Andrew Tate. I'm gonna do the impression again. He'd got the job and the technicality of a legend who recommended you. David Moyes, you are nothing. You had a fool, and you had a waste of time. Good night. Andrew Tate didn't just walk into the room. That was me doing an impression of him. I know I'm just so flawless with my um, impressions. But from what I've read about him, and from what people have told me about him, yeah, he's a piece of shit. However, someone said this to me last night, and I fully agree with what they had to say. They said that, okay, Andrew Tate's, thing has been blocked off or whatever he can't get onto social media and stuff which is good because he's definitely not someone who should be on these platforms with what he's trying to do but unfortunately that doesn't get rid of the issue let's not celebrate like the issue is now gone because someone else will come out and someone else will try and pick up where he left off, so I just thought it was a really good point that was made, so let's not just celebrate too soon yet, and and yeah, that's an example of something, like Andrew Tate, so what I was told about him is that he was, he's someone who will reel young people in by saying something that's, like, true, like, he'll say something that, like, 99% of people will agree on, and then he'll, like, try and get you into, like, his pyramid scheme, and he'll fill your head with a load of nonsense, like, uh, what what did he say? So I was told that he said something like, a woman should never cheat on a man, but a man can cheat on a woman if she like disobeys him or something. I'm like, shut up. Like, that's a really fucking stupid thing to say. Cheating is wrong no matter fucking which way it goes. So yeah, anyways. um, I kind of feel sorry for Ricochet as well because he does look a lot like Ricochet. If you don't know who Ricochet is, he's a wrestler in WWE. Uh, so look him up. He looks a lot, a lot like Andrew Tate. But I can confirm I've never met Ricochet, but I know people who have met him. He's not like Andrew Tate. He's, from what I hear, really, really nice guy. But yeah, um, that's... Yeah, it's just... I feel like people... To kind of get onto the cancel culture thing again, people want to cancel others just purely based off of they don't like a few views that they have, even if they're respectful about them and if they're explaining them properly. And that is... It's something I just absolutely can't stand. It it really isn't. Because, like, something else I was going to talk about on here as well was, like, people who use depression as, like, their whole personality trait. That really fucking annoys me. It's great that we live in a world where people can open up about not feeling okay mentally. That's great that, like, mental health is, is now being spoke about more, and that there's more kind of openness for, like, for people to get, or to go to facilities that can help you with your... Mental health struggles, I've been very open about having BPD and some of the stuff I've gone through and how shit I felt for a long time. It's great that people are more open about it now. But I think some people, unfortunately, take it a bit too far where they think being depressed is cool. And they kind of like the idea of being depressed. Being depressed is not cool. It's not a cool thing to be. It's not a good thing to be. What is a good thing is being like, look... I am feeling kind of depressed at the moment. I'm not really feeling great, but I'm gonna do these things that are gonna, you know, try and help improve my mental health. It's gonna, you know, make my life better, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna look after it. Just like if you broke your leg, you'd you'd want your leg to heal, and you do everything you can to get your leg back healthy and one hundred percent. The mind is no different. Like it wouldn't be cool. It's not cool to have a broken leg. It's not cool to have. I don't wanna say a broken brain, but it's not cool to have. You know, a brain that is not feeling great. Like that's it's not it's not a cool thing to have. And I yeah, that that's something that can be like a real pet peeve of mine now is um just people who don't Yeah, they they, they have like I don't even know if some of them like actually have diagnosed depression. Some of them might just feel a bit sad about something, which is okay as well. But people are kind of go like, oh, I, 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 have depression, I have anxiety, and I have all these things. Which Jesus Christ, I wish you Godspeed and all the best in dealing with those things. But some people like just don't want to de- to deal with these things. They they kind of just like the idea of having them. And I'll say it, some people hide behind these things. I've experienced that myself. There was definitely a time with BPD where I felt like I was making it my whole personality. Which I know it is a personality disorder, but I was making it like everything was coming back to BPD and I was raising awareness for it, which I still agree with and I do still think there's a stigma against it that we need to beat. However, that stigma does not involve romanticising it as something that's great to have. Like, I did an episode before of Joe Tarle Rising called The Positives of Having BPD, which I kind of regret. I probably should have worded it differently because it is a personality disorder at the end of the day, which there are ways of dealing with it, of course. But probably shouldn't have worded the positives of having it, because I think that some people can take that and go, oh, well, I'd love to have BPD. It's like, no, you, trust me, you wouldn't. (laughs) You wouldn't like to have it. But, like, listen, I still have my bad days. I still have the days where I feel kind of down and depressed, or I feel, I have days where I feel like, ah, you know, a memory will pop into my head, and I go, fuck, it!" like, I really wish that hadn't happened, or I wish things had happened differently here and whatnot. And it ends up kind of just taking over a little bit. But... I have ways of dealing with it. I don't sit there and think, oh, this is cool feeling like this. I'm like, no, I, I, don't, I hate feeling like that. And I go, it's now time to do something to, you know, make myself feel better. So, yeah. That's... kinda where I am with that. 48 minutes, wow, that flew by. Sorry, that's that's why I kinda went a bit weird there. I was like, have I been recording for that long? This absolutely fucking flew by, wow. I do always like to try and keep these around the hour mark, just because uh, I think anything more than that, give or take, can be a bit too much, but I feel like that's a good place to stop. So, cancel culture is shit within within reason. It's wrong to think you can't get on with someone just because they have different views on things, especially if they're not being disrespectful about those views. Homophobia is something that I don't, I obviously don't agree with, just like racism, I don't agree with it, but we need to start kind of really looking at what homophobia is. It's not just having a few different views on what the LGBT community is, because I, someone else said something to me as well recently, that you can't just pick and choose what parts of the LGBT community you support, which I thought was a bit hypocritical, because as a member of the LGBT community, community and as a Christian Catholic I kind of looked at both those things and I'm like, I'm part of both these things but there are things in both that I don't like. There are things I would change in the Catholic Church 100% and there are things I would change with the LGBT community 100% because I don't think it's fair to sit there and think something is 100% right just because you feel like it is. You know what I mean? I'm a huge wrestling fan. I don't think everything in wrestling is 100% correct. I'm a huge MMA fan. I don't think everything in MMA is 100% correct. I'm a huge football fan. I don't think everything in football is 100% correct. I'm a huge gamer. I don't think everything in gaming is 100% correct. I'm doing podcasts. Do I get stuff wrong on podcasts at times? Yes, I do. Not everything is going to run smoothly. There are things I would change about this podcast. Not this podcast in particular, but the podcast industry. So, there you have it. There you have it. I'm going to leave it there now. We're in the 50-minute mark. Uh, Everyone, just... It's okay, it's okay to disagree with someone for having a a, a different view, but I don't think it's okay to specifically dislike someone just because they have a different view on something. And that's why cancel culture, I feel like, is very wrong. I think that it's been taken way too far, and it needs, it needs to change. But of course, as I say, there are people like Andrew Tate, who deserve to be cancelled because they're absolute pieces of shit scumbags, who are spreading a very wrong message that I don't think is healthy. So, there we go. Anyways, that's where I'm going to leave it now. I once again will leave it with a professional wrestling promo, and I think it's fitting to leave a promo uh, in relation to, to the show I will be attending tomorrow in person at the time that this goes out. WWE Clash at the Castle, live from the Principality Stadium, even though it will always be the Millennium Stadium to me, in Cardiff, Wales. And I will talk to you all later.
1: My dream was falling apart and eventually, you know, I got fired. I came straight to America clueless. I was so immature. I was such a boy. And I was going to finally achieve my potential and one day, I would return to WWE a man. The prodigal son has returned. It took the time I was outside of the company to really find myself and find my confidence to know what's right for Drew McIntyre. Three, two, one. I mean, for the first time in my life, I can step up and be this leader they believe I can be. When the chips are down, Drew McIntyre steps up and pushes forward. McIntyre is WWE Champion! The first British WWE Champion in history. My life and career has always been full of twists and turns, but the destination has always been the same, to be the face of the industry that I love. And now my journey brings me to Roman Reigns. Roman is incredible, it's as simple as that, but he is an absolute monster. This is a run in the modern era that we've not seen and probably never will see again. And I'm going to take him down. I well, will be in the main event of the first UK stadium show in 30 years. This has gone back, you know, to where it all began. This has gone back to home. The journey that led to this moment, the man that I've finally become. That's what you've got to face. In front of 70,000 Brits, in front of the entire world. My destiny will finally be fulfilled. In a clash at the castle, on my land, in front of my people, you want to talk about islands. Roman, you're coming to my island, and I am going to kick your head right off your f- Body lay you out one, two.